This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. With a good internet connection. Who knew? Thursday... February 17, 2022, the birthday of the GOAT. No, not me. Not me. Michael Jordan's birthday is today. Will there be a Jordan Reserve on the sneakers app? That's the sports topic today. We don't give a damn about the Jazz. We don't watch Jazz games. Nothing. 88 minutes from right now, will there be a Jordan Reserve on the app? There better be. I'm thirsty, man. Uh, we're going to give you NBA power rankings. We got to talk about the metaverse today. There was a lot of this talk about the metaverse on the Super Bowl because some asshat bought the NFT residential property plot next to Snoop Dogg up in the metaverse. Peace out. Coke it up. Pour some out. Like, you know. Okay, I need to stop the music. I need to stop the music. Why? There are already jazz fans melting down in the comments. There are. This is true. Literally already. You know. <laughs> Brylark. Yo, yo, boys. Let's hope the stream goes off without a hitch, but let's be honest. It's going to crash for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. We spent a lot of money. Well, we didn't spend any money, but there's a <laughs> rocket ship router over here, okay? <laughs> there is a rocket ship of a router right here. We fully wired like... Well, we didn't. Our IT guy. I'm for real. He's not really our IT guy. He's, he's like my sister-in-law's husband, but not yet. Where is A-Ron right now? He knows IT, man. So he ran a wire, and we're in a garage, and it's yeah, cold. Yeah, it's hardwired and, and plugged in. We and got gla- glass know, cutters, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Y'all the, feel me? Yeah, yeah, there's a rocket ship of a router right yeah, over there. Yeah, it's got antennas and stuff. So, you know. Yeah. Um, Snuka says, morning from the frozen tundra of Utah. No, it's not. We're not in Utah. We're in Southern California, and it's freaking cold. Yeah. Um, you know. But, uh, yeah, so we got to talk about the metaverse and buying fake property for Four hundred sixty-two thousand dollars. Yeah, casual. You bought fake property that doesn't exist. Does exist? Next, no, it doesn't. Yes, Next, it does. no, no, it doesn't. Yes, Next, it does. I'll kill you. <laughs> I am on the edge. I'm going to say this again. I am chafing right now. Anyway, the <laughs> the point is, <laughs> the point is, the point is, we'll talk about the metaverse. Um, we've got to talk about your work from home essentials because I miss all of my work from home essentials right now. Mm-hmm. But why don't we start with the best of the show today? The, the, the stuff that everybody wants to hear about. Oh, look, it's James Knight who says, morning boys, look forward to some fresh new material today. The jazz lost to the Lakers. Rudy Gobert sucks. He's the worst player in the league ever. Um, they have a bad relationship. The organization's burning down and, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything's fine. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) That's the whole show, man. Um, Let's talk about the Lakers and the Jazz last night. And, uh, you know, we can sit here and we can go around and around about how, uh, you know, they blew a big lead, but, you know, and that they snapped a winning streak. 
it is a broken record. I mean, it, it is the clock that's right twice a day, right? I mean, it. the frustrating part about this loss last night is this is how you lost two years ago to Denver. This is how you lost last year to the Clippers. And now you're still losing this way. When teams go small ball, you have no answer. And the frustrating part about last night was everything that we've been telling you about the consternation in the locker room and the frustration in the locker room with a lack of accountability on Rudy Gobert came absolutely true last night. He, he, I, I don't know on three, four different occasions, I don't know what Rudy Gobert was looking at. He did not rotate to help defensively and he's not helping defensively. And in one situation, he's pointing the finger at, at Royce O'Neal because LeBron dunked. And it's just like, I don't understand where this team has gone because it's it's no longer about a lack of athleticism. That is what it is. With it, this roster has been unathletic for three years now. It's no longer about Mike Conley being old. Mike Conley's been old for two years now. His game has not changed remarkably at all. He's that same dude. What this is is, in my opinion, and I I know you have thoughts on this, but what this is is a team that's simply not equipped to play at the highest level in 2022, 2021, or 2020 versions of the NBA. Mm -hmm. That's what this is, Jake, and I don't think this loss last night changed at all. Yeah, I, I think it was, unfortunately, and it was frustrating to watch. You know, I, I, I think that would be the first thing I would say watching this game. I'm like, damn, dude, like there's no – like the same people in the Clippers series who were saying Quinn needs to make an adjustment – we're front and center last night. Hey, you need to make an adjustment. Well, what is the adjustment exactly? Because if you remember, <clears throat> Rudy Gay was brought in to play small ball, but he's not healthy. So then what do you do? I would have had Pascal out there a lot more. I would have experimented a little bit. Not not taking risk, but just saying, okay, if they're going to go small ball to try to finish this game, Rudy doesn't fit into that with all due respect. And, and again, I don't want this to come off as – we're just going to sit here and bash Rudy or this is like a hate on Rudy Gobert conversation because it's not. But, you know, we all watch the game. We don't decide how the game plays out. We just get to watch it and kind of talk about it. And it was just so crazy to see Russell Westbrook in the near side corner just like it was against the Clippers uh, with man. And the difference was is Rudy was going out there to defend him. <clears throat> and Russ drove the paint, broke the paint, Kicks it to LeBron, who kicks it to Reeve for a wide-open three. And and it's just unfortunate that that is an opportunity when you're playing against the Jazz. And I don't know what the fix is. My guess is there really isn't a fix right now, just like there wasn't a fix against the Clippers. So, you know, we work really hard on this show to come with a, 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 a fresh conversation or, like, a, a fresh angle or a, a fresh take, but... But seemingly that's getting more and more difficult as the games play out because they're just going the same way. Yeah. Again, you know, you you yourself took a lot of heat both on Twitter and in the comments on YouTube when you said the other day something to the effect of, you know, the, the Lakers are going to be a tough matchup for the Jazz, that the Lakers are going to be a team that's not going to be some cakewalk for the Jazz. And you see that play out last night. And so if I'm the Jazz, I got to take a real hard look at, Hiring me to be the general manager? Yes, number one. But then number two, like, holy cow, what is our answer for small ball? Because, like, uh, and, and I'm not trying to criticize Quinn, 
This is a coaching staff-wide problem. We've got to have an answer for small ball. What do we do? Who's coming in when we take Rudy Gobert out? Because I'm telling you right now, Eric Pascal is not sliced bread. He's not some great NBA player. But damn if he's not a dog, right? Damn if he won't make LeBron's life really difficult. If he won't, you know, be physical with these guys. If he won't give you more options defensively. I mean, think about it. Even if he could just, even if he could just slow down Russ, right? Even if he could just make it difficult yeah. for Russ to break the paint. Maybe the LeBron pass doesn't happen. The pass from Russ to LeBron, which then would have prevented the Reeves pass, right, for the knockdown three. And there was obviously many plays like this. But my point here is that is that when we talk about this, we're way past, well, Rudy can't defend on the perimeter. No big in this way league. Way past no, that. No, no big in this league can defend on the perimeter, you know, when you're seven, whatever Rudy is, you know, that lanky. And you're going against a, a Russell Westbrook but it's, type player. It's the LeBron matchup late in the game, right? This is what should trouble you. LeBron and Rudy Gobert are matched up one on one on the perimeter after another awful switch. Mm -hmm. And you have LeBron standing there clearly wanting to shoot a three, and Rudy's going to let him shoot that three and doesn't make much of an effort to block it, doesn't make much of an effort to close forcefully and LeBron nails that three it's the play where Russell Westbrook drives into the paint hands off to LeBron and then screens Rudy down and LeBron dunks it it's the play where Rudy is kind of standing in the middle of the paint watching and really Don collapses into the paint on a drive and kick to Austin Reeves who hits a wide-open three to essentially seal the game. Is this the dagger? The effort is what's lacking, mm -hmm. right? So what does that mean? And I think what that means to me is, one, I do think Quinn Snyder is, is partially to blame for this because I think he's largely lost the room. Yeah. The voice has gone dull now. Quinn Snyder's been here too long. And philosophically, I don't believe that Rudy Gobert buys into what they're doing, right? You can switch out Rudy Gobert, but that's not easily done with his contract, right? So you need somebody that can get Rudy in the right headspace to make better decisions. Right. Rudy Gobert can't give up a dunk and then turn around and point at Royce O'Neal when Royce O'Neal was not at fault. Yeah, and I think the whole team needs to be in a better headspace defensively. I mean, you have... You know, yeah, you've got Rudy that's kind of at the center of it, but then you've got other small instances where, you know, your your perimeter defense just isn't all that good. And it hasn't been good, but I think, you know, the point about Quinn is well taken because I think when your head coach loses the room, you start to see that kind of play out on the floor and there's more chaos defensively and there's less effort. And, like, you're yes. seeing these small kind of, like, little signs of, like, hey, maybe this is starting. It, it just kind of says to me – Okay, you're seeing less effort. You you know that the Gobert contract, you know, love or hate the guy, the Gobert contract is preventing you from really making other deals. And you know that you're not winning a championship this year. You'll get to the playoffs, obviously, but nobody believes this team is gonna is gonna go to the, the finals this year. It, it's just not where they're at. And so But why is Royce O'Neal still playing heavy minutes on Because I don't know who 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 would you who would you replace Royce with? And this has been a conversation all season. I would play Trent Forrest more. I would play, give me, you know, 
you know, give me Nikhil Alexander Walker more. Yeah. Give me something. We know what Royce is. The turnovers, the 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 biggest problem is you're down 99 96. Mm -hmm. Royce has not one, but two opportunities to try and shoot a three and doesn't shoot it. Mm -hmm. You're I'm yelling at the screen, shoot the ball. Like he's in the corner. Austin Reeves flies at him. Okay, good play. Ball fake, step side, let it fly. No. What's he do? Ball fake, step aside, no look pass, picked off, foul, game's over. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even shoot. I want a guy to shoot and miss. Because, by the way, it's the NBA, a guy like Royce O'Neal, who this year has made a hell of a lot more threes than anybody thought he was capable of. Please shoot the ball. But the, he won't do that. Royce O'Neal cannot play starters minutes on this team and then after the game say you should have taken that shot yeah and say in the worst thing the thing that drives me crazy is oh my bad well how many times is it going to be okay to say oh my bad we know it's your bad fix it do something about it right and this is where i point at all the haters who say donovan's selfish donovan donovan he's the problem where was rudy gobert offensively last night and why did Rudy Gobert not have a place in that game? Mm -hmm. Because what were the Lakers doing? This is what we talked about yesterday. Running up and down the floor. The Lakers' key to success is playing fast basketball. Yes. When AD goes out, you're feeling like, all right, Jazz are going to be in cruise control. No problem. The Lakers didn't go into we're going to lose mode. They went into... Well, let's play faster. How many times did Russell Westbrook run by Boyan Bogdanovich? How many times? Three different times Royce O'Neal just allowed Russell Westbrook to go right by him. Allowed, couldn't do anything about down it. Down the baseline, too, which was Well, the one was down the baseline, and there's – I mean, Rudy's not blocking that shot. Once Russ is under the basket on the baseline, Rudy's useless. Yeah. Because the rim is going to help Russell Westbrook and hurt Rudy Gobert. So, that's not Rudy's fault. That's Royce O'Neal's fault. It's bad decision-making on many on many yeah. guys' part. And whether we're talking defense or offense or, or what to do, this team is just not connected right now. And I, I think the thing that you, you, you quickly become to realize is, hey, we won five straight at home. Hey, this is great. We're back. Rudy's back. And then you get into a, the first real, true small ball situation with real athletes who can beat you at any – any moment in the NBA, which the Lakers have, you completely melt down on switches. Like, yeah, it's the Clipper game all over again. I could go on and on. There's just no point to it. Let's get some of your comments uh, because I do want to get to power rankings today. Um, I know we were supposed to get them on Tuesday. We didn't. Um, Funky Orion, good morning, too. He says, Jazz had no answer for LeBron crashing through the basket, and that's less AD. That's true. Absolutely true. Uh, Edgar Garcia says, morning, players. What's up, Edgar? Good to see you. Uh, Mr. E says, how many times we put the Jazz in collapse in the same sentence the last two years? Well, certainly in the playoffs we did. We talked a lot about that because I think we saw that happen a lot. And the frustrating, the frustrating part, I think, for a lot of Jazz fans, and frankly, my biggest frustration with the Jazz is they've never adjusted. They've never adjusted the roster. You've had some moves here and there, but – I mean, Eric Paschal and, and Rudy Gay really haven't made a difference this year. Yeah. You know, they really haven't come in and impacted. I mean, you're you're playing with the same seven guys. Pat, the Pasco thing bothers me because I think 
I'm not saying that Pascal should be playing 30 minutes a night. I'm not. But I am saying that when you're when Rudy's on the bench, Pascal should be in the game. And that's just simply because he brings toughness. He's willing to rebound. He's willing to battle guys. He's willing to play great defense. Like you need that energy on the floor when you're when your rim protector is not there. And and that to me is Pascal's highest and best use. And yeah, by the way, he can stand in the corner and make some threes every once yeah. in a while, you know? So it's not like he's a liability offensively. The thing that is amazing to me, that is truly remarkable to me, is that you have you have a guy that, in my opinion, just is not you're not capable. Um, you know, you're you're just not capable of how are you minus twenty five or whatever it was with Rudy Gobert? Yeah. Like how is that possible? How does that happen? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea how you're that minus. And I think, you know, the, the conversation around, uh, like, while we're sitting here talking about it, I'm, I'm kind of starting to think about it. And, you know, the conversation around Quinn, I do think, is kind of front and center right now. You know, I, I, I think if you're Quinn Snyder and you're looking at this game tape, are you not saying to yourself, we need to make an adjustment? We, we need to, like, yes, Rudy needs to continue to play his normal load of minutes, but we got to get together on defense here. We, we have like, cause that's the thing. I mean, you have to understand like when there's chaos happening, you know, like there should be a general rule of thumb on this team that if you're a Royce O'Neal, a Don, a Mike, like if you're a perimeter player, you're not going to just collapse all the way into the paint. Will you be in that area looking for a board, yeah. you know, in that area between the three point line and the paint? Yeah, sure. You can be in that little area. But you have to be able to get back to your guy before the Lakers can rebound it and kick it back. That has to happen. And and that's what I think I saw a lot of that last night where it's like everybody came down into the paint. Like, again, on the Reeves three at the end of the game, there is a perfect example. All the Jazz are in the paint. And you got guys just standing around waiting to shoot the ball. Yeah. I think what you have to do here is get to the break and, and make the adjustments you can make. I mean, again, you can't have Rudy Gobert be a minus 27. Mike Conley a minus 25. Um, you know, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is, is the only guy really in the starters that was plus and he was even, he was zero and plus minus he was zero. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, the, the, one of the more frustrating parts of this game, Hassan Whiteside actually played decent minutes last night. Um, you know, but you see nothing out of, of Butler. You see nothing out of Alexander Walker. You see 12 minutes out of, uh, Trent Forrest, like mm -hmm. that is that to me is where the adjustment's going to come from because I think we're we're learning very quickly that Mike Conley's not an NBA a uh, thirty five minute a night guy anymore. No. Mike Conley is a twenty five well, to thirty was minute he, guy. Was he ever a thirty five minute a night guy coming into the season? I mean, was that a fair expectation? I mean, I don't think so. But when you pay a guy on that level, don't you have to get that kind of minutes out of him? I, I not for this team. I think right? you do. Like I think there's some questions around. Hey, you know, we're overpaying guys, you know, like there's a couple of examples of that, I think. But yeah, uh, Frank H says the Jazz have not won a game in L.A. against the Lakers in like 15 years. Also, four years ago, we lost the Lakers team led by Jamario Jones in every game in the last 10 years or so at L.A. has been really close. I mean, it, it's the Lakers. There's no love lost between the Lakers and the Jazz. There's yeah, not. No I mean, and, and I don't think that there ever will be just because I think you have. It's the Lakers, man. And the the little brother complex with the Utah Jazz is strong. It's really strong. Yep. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Av Lee says, Gobert needs to be shipped out and get some long athletic wing players. Then we can compete. I agree with that. 
He also says Don is too short and Royce is pass, pass, pass first, then maybe shoot. Just a ridiculous end of game. Yeah, totally. I, I, I have zero problem with Donovan Mitchell. The size thing is a problem for some. It's not a problem for me. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with, with him. I, I, I think Donovan Mitchell is a stud. I think he's a superstar. I think he's the guy you build around. I think, I think in the, in the history of the NBA, there have been plenty of guys. I mean, Steve Nash is one of the best point guards of all time. Yes. And he was undersized. And I think that Donovan's game, the thing with Donovan's game is it just needs to continue to mature. He just has to find what works for him to get to the mid range. And we've seen him get to the elbow and knock that shot down reliably consistently. So, well, and Jeremy Bolton makes a great point. He says, I can understand Rudy's frustration all night. He had someone three feet shorter guarding him and no one was giving him the ball in the paint. Well, this is a conversation. How many (laughs) times are we going to have this conversation? Yeah. I mean, and I'm being serious. How many times are we going to say that Rudy's teammates won't give him the ball? And it's because he does not. what, What, what is the end goal of giving him the ball? It's very difficult, especially when he's guarding a, a shorter guy. And the issue is that Rudy has a terrible habit of when he catches the ball here, the ball comes down to go back up. It is, it, trust me, as somebody that's played the four and the five in my basketball life, I cannot tell you how many times coaches have absolute I you it's you just turn the ball over when you catch that ball and you bring it down to go back up you simply it's a you're turnover. just gift wrapping it to the it's defender a, it's a every single time it's it, a turnover and I think the thing with the Rudy situation last night is there's two different there's two different looks in two different situations when it comes to whether they should give the ball to Rudy so last night repeatedly I'm talking 10 15 yes. times last night at least you have Rudy switched on to the smaller guy. Sometimes it was THT. Sometimes it was Reeves. Uh, several times LeBron was on him. Not that, you know, you like that matchup. But, like, you know, when you have a, a younger guy, a Reeves, a THT-type matchup, yeah. Rudy was was getting position. And I'm not a Rudy guy, as you all know. But last night I was like, dude, why are they not just giving it to him and him just going straight up to dunk this? Yeah, you we know, were like, both yelling like, at the screen like, last just, night. Give it to him. It's such a high percentage look. Like, he's wide open, one-on-one, in the restricted area, and you're not giving him the ball. Against LeBron, it's tough to feed the post because he is he is strong. But against Russ, when when you had Austin Reeves on, on Rudy Gobert, how you're not just lobbing that over the top and forcing backside help, I, I have, Get I have no Lakers idea. Get the in foul trouble. No idea. Why wouldn't you try to – you know, as the commenter said just a few minutes ago, you know that you typically lose when you go to, you know – the Staples Center, as I'm always going to call it. You know that. Yeah. Right? Why would you not try to get the Lakers into the bonus? Get to the yeah. free throw line. Get, Absolutely. Get some free points. Brylark says, bro, Chris Paul is literally six foot and still dicing up the league. Skills always trump hype. Yeah. Totally Chris agree Paul's with that. a great example. And man. I think Do- Donovan has the skills that you need. I mean, he look at him in the first half last night. Yeah. I mean, the guy was – Lighten it up. Everything you want. I mean, if you look at his numbers. I want to say at 26 at the half. I he, could be wrong. What did he Sure. Have? I don't recall. Um, 5 of 11 from 3, 6 of 7 from the free throw line, 13 of 24, 37 points, 3, re- three rebounds, 5 dimes, 4 steals. Wait, I thought you said he had 37 points against the Lakers. 37 points. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is, the problem. is far from your issue. Yeah. Um. James Knight says, I see you guys are only reading comments that you agree with. What are you talking about? 
We read, I try to read every we comment. Go down the ledger, dude. The problem is there's a lot of comments that come in, so I miss some. So if I missed your comment, James, I'm sorry. Um, Eric C says, morning, guys. Can we get an Austin Reeves type coming off the bench? Well, you had uh, Grayson Allen. You know, shipped like him out. I, you shipped him. I, I, By I, the way, Grayson Allen has a ring now. I don't know if anybody cares about that or not, but just saying. Yeah, and not that I'm a Grayson Allen fan because I can't stand him, but that this team could use him. Jeremy Bolton says, that's the mo, though. Reeves won't have another game like that until they play the Jazz again. No, that's not true. Austin Reeves has been a revelation for the Lakers this yeah, year. Yeah, you need to go and do your homework. Yeah, I mean, him, Austin bro. Reeves is a, has been very, very good for them. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook was running into the paint all night. Why can't we have someone uh, to knock him on his ass a few times and make him think twice about Who doing should it? should that be? Well, that's a Rudy Gobert question that for you. That is Rudy Gobert not being an intimidator. Yeah. I mean, that's who he should be. That's what a big does. I mean, again, look no further. And I know it was a cheap shot, and I know it was dirty, but the Jokic play on Morris earlier this season, bro, Morris has been out for months, yeah. dude. And, I again, I'm not advocating for Rudy to do that, but my point is is that toughness and that 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 mental space that a big needs to be in that's not where Rudy operates and and that's another area again that's why totally I'm a, that's agree. why I'm a Pascal advocate because I, again he brings the toughness he's willing to body guys he's willing to commit the hard foul to send a message and and again I'm not saying to play the guy 30 minutes but he definitely has some yes. benefits that this team needs on a 15 20 minute a night tops basis you there's some benefit there yeah you know Brylark says, yeah, we should have shipped Exum instead of Allen. Don't get me started on Dante. Brylark, why would you say that to me? You and I are really close friends. You're one of my best friends in the world. You know, I want you to listen to me. You know how deeply Dante Exum affects my soul. Too fucking bad, man. <laughs> exactly. You're not wrong, Brylark. You're absolutely not wrong. Uh, Raphael Ray says, good morning. Happy Friday Eve. Seriously, man, the alarm went off this morning. <sighs> and I was like, hell no. Dude. Um, last night was one of those nights where it was really cold here in, in Huntington mm. and I slept in the cold wind. I had the fan on cocooned in the blanket it was awesome. Yes. Joris Tuiza says, will the jazz win the championship this season? <laughs> <clears throat> Bob Scott, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Scott says jazz don't win close games. They don't hell no. Joris not with this team. Eric C says, I think, I think this summer is cool critical you've got to just do everything you can do this year to win now and then you got to get to the summer and you got to tear this thing down Thanks. i mean that's that's what you're hoping it's for this time you know like that's what you're hoping for uh spider spider cheetah says gobert didn't play too well but him playing small ball when he's not a hundred percent doesn't help well oh, please the injury no. thing i mean if he's out there he's helping yeah i can't i this yeah, so I mean, and i'm not trying to be mean to you bro but i can't get down with well he's not a hundred percent well he's out there he's out there and he even said by the way i actually do think he's a hundred percent because earlier this week i don't remember what day in practice it was but he said that he had been more explosive than he thought he would be that he felt great that 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 the that the return from injury had gone really well for him. So I'm not gonna sit here and 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 you know say that he didn't play well because of injury. Moving around wasn't his issue last no. night. It was well, decision making. Well, and I think what he said the other night after the game was so critical. I had no pain. I had no hesitation. Yeah. I never thought about my calf. To me, that says he's healthy. He's I, good and to I go. listen. I understand what you're saying, but. 
I just <clears> – <throat> I don't think you can do that. I think if Rudy's out there um, and he's not coughing all over the place <laughs> like I am right now, uh, if Rudy's out there, he's you got to you got to think he's healthy. Yeah. Because I think the other thing you saw is he stayed out of the lineup for an extended period of time. All right. Well, all of this consternation leads us to power ranking. Power ranking. Ranking of power in the NBA. Suck it. Wow. Um, okay. Sorry if you're offended by that. That felt good. Uh, Bob Scott says nobody's a hundred percent at this time of year. Not a good excuse. I agree. I agree. Josh Lovren, Rudy is French finesse, and expecting him to play like the 93 NBA post player would never happen. But, but okay, so Rick this Mahorn. is – But this is a great point. I think this is I, a great I said, point. I said Rick Mahorn. Yeah, and nobody cares about him. He's – you know, that's that's back. You're day. right. Charles Oakley. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, look, I'm not saying Rudy's got to be Ben Wallace, right? That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that, to your point, he is French and he is soft. The problem is, is he doesn't have finesse either. Power rankings. Power. Okay, let's get the power rankings. All right, right. top 10. Here's a question for you. Are the Utah Jazz a top 10 team in the NBA? Just on, just, just answer that question. I want to say they are. I want to say they're a fringe top 10 team right now. Okay, fringe means no, they're not. Yes. No, I think that they're like ninth or 10th. That would be my opinion. Okay, here are my power rankings. Number 10, the Denver Nuggets. They beat, by the way, they beat Phoenix Mm. last night. Number ten, number nine, uh, number nine, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're oh. casual. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Number eight, without James Harden. Yeah, without James. without James Harden, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, number seven. Uh, this one's tough for me. The Boston Celtics are number seven. Mm-hmm. Number six, the Miami Heat. I think the Miami Heat are starting to play really good basketball. Um, now, granted, they've had a really easy schedule. Number five, I think, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, listen, I think the Bucks are are that Giannis that Giannis fifty point performance should terrorize you. Yeah, especially if you're a Chicago Bull, Brooklyn Net, Philly fan. That fifty point performance because. How many of those 50 points came on the J? Mm -hmm. A lot of them. And the 50th point was probably the most spectacular. Number four, and this is where it gets dicey. I think it's my R&W, the Chicago Bulls, with the guy who should be MVP in DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. He is so under the radar right now. He was a virtuoso, a Picasso-like statue of a performance. Last wow. night. Wow. I don't know. I smoke a wow. lot of crack. Dude. Last night, Bro. DeMar DeRozan off the chain. Line of cane and B12. Number three, my R and we, the Memphis Grizzlies. Good luck. <laughs> I think the way Jaw's playing, I think the way they're shooting the ball, eight and one in their last nine games. Um, I mean, you're scoring 1.2 points of possession right now. Good luck. Number two, the Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson's getting his legs under him. And they're while they're not probably playing their best basketball, I expect them to come out flying in the in the post All Star break. Mm-hmm. And then number one is the uh, Phoenix Suns. What's an erection? My God, Devin Booker last night again. Dude. Now here's the question. Yeah. So I put the Jazz in the 11 to 14 area. Mm-hmm. Are the Jazz better than? You got to marry one? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> are the Jazz better than the Toronto Raptors? Yes, they're better. I than the would Raptors. think that they are. And here's the and here's the thing too. Just while we have this conversation, just just an NBA.com power rankings. Three days ago, this was published on the 14th. Mm-hmm. Has the Jazz at number 11, and the Raptors are one spot ahead of them. I think the Raptors are a better team right now. Wow. I think it's the question is the Raptors and the Dallas Mavericks, and I think it's incredibly close between those three teams. And I think that I would probably go 12, I would go the Mavericks. But the way that Luka Doncic is playing, the guy is unconscious. Yeah. 96 points in two games. I mean, what do you even say to that? But as a team, they're just, yeah. They lack as yeah, a team. as a team. Number 12, I would probably go the Utah Jazz. And then number 11, I would go the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I think I the Jazz are top 10 for me. I would have them in the 10 wow. spot. I would have the, the Raptors in the 11 spot and the Mavericks in the 12 spot. That's I just think, listen, I just think that the difference is for me with the Jazz, with all the shortcomings we talk about, I do feel like with good coaching and leadership, this team could go much further than and play much better basketball than they are playing. But but the problem is is when you have a lack of athleticism and some interesting roster construction, well, you have to play together. It can't be a traditional two guys and everybody else or whatever. Like the five guys on the floor have to work together to compensate for those shortcomings. If if teams play at their best, Okay, if teams play at their best, are the Utah Jazz as good as the Milwaukee Bucks? No. How 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 big is the gap? It's big. I think it's really big. The the, the Bucks are an NBA Finals team right now. Giannis has gotten better. Uh, they have gotten better as a team, uh, and the Jazz have gone the other way. So I think the I think I would, if they played a seven game series, I'd take the Bucks in five. The only thing that worries me is Dante Divincenzo is a really good defender, and they traded him away. Yeah. I mean, they needed a big, and obviously with Lopez out with this back surgery, but Sergi Blaca. Oh, Sergi Blaca. Sergi oh. Blaca is not that guy anymore. So yeah. that's the one thing that worries me a little bit. But when I when I look at the impact that Giannis has and I look at his ability to bring up a guy like a Pat Connaughton, mm-hmm. that's what makes them so lethal. And I also think that they still have that toughness with, with Bobby Portis. Who doesn't mind putting an elbow in your throat? No, he doesn't. Um, and he, and Bobby Portis has that ability to hit that that big, either mid range or three point J. Another. I'll drop that mother. Another Chris Brickley guy, by the way. Yep. Everybody who rips me yesterday, another guy was like, you know, talking about me filleting Chris Brickley. Well, you know what? Maybe somebody should fillet Chris Brickley because all of his guys are dominating. Hey, look at me. And I look at I look at Bobby Portis. He is that guy that has the ability to shoot the mid-range and shoot the three, and it just is a dagger when he makes and it. And then he goes to the bench, and you never hear about him. Our po- And right now today, I think the Jazz are probably better than Philadelphia. Mm, mm, mm. But with James Harden. Pre-James Harden, I think they're – I think in a seven-game series without James Harden, that's a seven-gamer. Like, that's a very even – comes right down to its series with James Harden. Yes. I, you know, I, I I have some concerns, admittedly, because, I, you know, if James Harden, again, if James Harden finds a way to get back to who he was as a Rocket, but he's in the Eastern Conference, there's some damage there. There is well, some destruction. But what was the game before the Jazz game last night? 
When we were sitting around eating an Ike's sandwich. God damn, that was good, too. Bro, Ike's the Hunter sandwiches. Pence from Ike's is... Hmm. Anyway, we were sitting around eating Ike's sandwiches for dinner last night, watching the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, Patty Mills can still stroke it. And he can shoot the three. Yesterday uh, before the show. I, I, I know, said you, he can you still said, stroke. You said he can stroke it. And you, you said you said he can stroke it and and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Anyway, Patty Mills can still shoot it. Seth Curry hit a, a wing three that was an absolute dagger in that comeback. Mm -hmm. And I never thought you would hear these words come out of my mouth. Uh, Andre Drummond had a huge impact on that game. And without K Dizzle. That would be Kevin Durant, the, right. the Slim Reaper. Right. Uh, and without, uh, you know, Mr. Vaccination Asshole. Dude. Um, what? He oh, is. I mean, Kyrie Irving. My, my. Mr. Fucking Vaccination Genius Scientific Expert, you fucking asshole. Um, who's got eight, he's got eight games left this year. Right now, today, Kyrie Irving can play eight more games. Good, good, good. Those guys did not play last night in the, in Seth Curry and Patty Mills. Absolutely. Got after it shot them back in that game. Seth Curry is the guy that puts you over the top, over the top in terms of yeah. winning a championship. And I'm telling you right now, and call me crazy. Yeah. That's a dangerous team. Now, I'm not they were playing the the they were playing the Knicks at the Garden. So I get there was a little more heat, but when Seth Curry shoots 6 of 9 from 3 and gives you 20 points, mm -hmm. and Cam Thomas gives you 21 points as if a rookie. If you don't know who Cam Thomas is, Dude. I highly encourage you to take a look. Just go on YouTube, and just like with anybody else, Austin Reeves, might want to check him out. Cam Thomas is a rookie that's averaging 10 points and three boards. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, right? But as points, a role boards, player, as a role a player playing 30 minutes right now to go 9 of 21. I thought you just said role player and playing 30 minutes a night. This on guy the, is on more the Brooklyn than, Nets. Yeah, this guy, is, he's making an impact. There's no other way to say it. And, and this is why I say again, to bring this back home a little bit to the Jazz, look around the league. And this is something that needs to be addressed this summer. You know, not if, but when they make all these changes in the organization. This organization in the Utah Jazz has got to become an organization that develops talent. Yes. Because it does not. And yes. I'm looking around the league, and everybody goes to the Warriors as the team that develops everybody. But I'm looking at Austin Reeves. I'm looking at Cam Thomas. I'm looking at Evan Mobley. I'm looking at yeah. Darius Garland. I'm looking at Tyre, um, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. These are all guys who have come into the league as young players, as rookies through the draft, developed – and now we're contributing at a really high level. And you can see the arc. And that's why I'm saying Donovan Mitchell, even though he does lack some size, has tremendous upside. And there is still plenty left in that tank. But Spider Cheetah makes a really interesting point. Yeah. Really interesting point. Once again, Donovan Mitchell's highlight end in the third quarter. Who would have guessed? First half merchant added again. This is why Booker oh. is ahead of him. Devin Ooh. Booker up in this piece. Ooh. Okay. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. <laughs> Dude. I don't know Spider Cheetah if you realize I'm a huge Buddy Devin Booker fan. In so on, uh, on Spider. You know, I'm all about that. Do we agree with that? Uh I don't agree with that. I think Donovan well, Mitchell just the Donovan Mitchell part, because I do agree Book is ahead of him. Book is ahead of yeah. Donovan, no doubt. Uh I think that Donovan Mitchell 
is not getting the weird thing is this team rarely plays together again i will just ask the same question i usually ask when they suck out loud which is <laughs> which is i thought there was a dress code in the nba now i could be wrong about the dress code in the nba but I swear I saw Boyan Bogdanovich show up with a mask and a gun last night and rob the Jazz of a paycheck because he plays 33 minutes and he only gives you 15 points and he's three of eight from three. Like he, I'm not saying he didn't contribute, but he didn't contribute at all. Like, I mean, Boyan Bogdanovich has to give you more. Come on, man. Who's the running mate for, for Don right now? There isn't one. It doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not Mike Conley. It's not, you know, Royce O'Neal. It's not Boyan Bogdanovich, right? It's not Rudy Gobert. And Jordan Clarkson was back to being garbage it's last night. It's not freaking Jordan Clarkson. Anyway, my point is, I don't think the, you know, highlights end in the third quarter is necessarily a fair referendum against Don. My point is, I just don't think Don has much help. I, I think you look Agreed. at you look at your boy KD last year in the playoffs, toe on the line between them and the finals. Man, that was such a clutch shot, too. But who else was helping him in that moment? Nobody. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is not 6'10. And he's also continuing to pass. I think we also saw that last night. Got so, to find the middle. So I, anyway. I, I just I anyway, I so that's my question. Yeah. What you, where like where are you on the Boston Celtics? I think the Jazz are better than the Celtics. Dude, the Celtics are who they've always been. They're mm. they're a good team that has a lot of hype around them. But until Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown show me they can get over the hump and get to, you know, again, I, I believe, didn't they get to the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron like three, four years ago when he was still a Cav and lost that series? But they need to get over the hump and like kind of establish themselves as a serious NBA Finals contender coming out well, of the East. I think getting Derek White out of San Antonio and Daniel Tice back in in it helps you know, in in the the Rock. I think that's but he's they're great, not but they're not better than Brooklyn and Philly. No, I would agree with that. Where are you at on on the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, Karis Levert story. Karis Levert was a nice pickup. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do you realize how tight the the East is? Oh, yeah. It's, what is it, I mean, eight teams separated by, like, three games, I think? It, it is. I want to say it's something like that. It is, of course, the greatness, the unparalleled dominance mm -hmm. of DeMar DeRozan. Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking unit. Has raised the Chicago Bulls mm -hmm. into the catbird seat of the Eastern Conference yeah, of the National Basketball Association. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. I really don't uh, care if you think it's us. <laughs> the Miami Heat are a half game out. The Bucks are two. The Cavs are two and a half. Philly's three. Boston's four and a half in the sixth spot. Toronto is five. Six and a half Brooklyn. Nine Charlotte, who's absolutely collapsed. And Atlanta's nine and a half. That is tighter than a witch's tit. And I wow. know about witches' tits. I'm for real. And my, <laughs> my point is the East is crazy. Yeah. And you you cannot lose back-to-back -back games in the East and expect to not lose a spot. Yep. Because you have four teams in the Cavs, Bucks, Heat, and Bulls that are all playing well. Yep. And remember that this is, you know, glass man Zach Levine. Glass is out. Man. He's out of the lineup. He's always hurt, it feels like. Yeah. They're largely playing – 
You know, they're largely playing without Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, by the way, did anybody notice the fight that Sacramento put up last night? I mean, Sabonis has 22. He's a hell of a player, bro. De'Aaron had 33. Yeah, and De'Aaron also lost his shorts playing against DeMar, though. But, by the way, everybody was like, oh, the Jazz got to get Harrison Barnes. Oh, my God. Yeah. He got torched by DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. He scored 17. I mean, that's it. That team's going to win some games they shouldn't win. But D-Row put up 38, broke an NBA record because, you know, that's what we do. I'm Shiva, the god of death. I had nothing to do with that, just so you know. Uh, But, you know, like Vucevic puts up 21 last night, but Sacramento's not a big team. Yeah, you know, I love watching the Bulls play. Kobe White put up 31. Kobe. Kobe. I mean, did you see see Io DeSumo, the rook, putting up 12? Like, you know, if Alex Caruso and Jeremy Bolton were hanging out in a bar, would Jeremy Bolton say two words to Alex Caruso except for, hey, will you autograph my headband? Okay, fuck you. How's that? Tell Jimmer we said hello. Anyway, the point is. All right. Okay. Okay. Jeremy, I love you. Good conversations. All right. We're 45 minutes into this show. A.D broke himself doing some ballerina shit <laughs> what the f- john that's correct he said fucker doing a 360 rebound and landed on go but did you guys see the anthony davis ankle hey excuse me <laughs> anthony street clothes davis get his oh, damn name right my bad i didn't mean to disrespect you damn did Char- okay we got to talk about charles barkley in a minute but anthony davis's ankle anthony street clothes davis yeah we'll see you later bud I didn't need to see that on replay. Like, by the way, did you watch ESPN or did you watch the jazz broadcast last night? ESPN. ESPN. Uh, That Anthony Davis injury, John, you're exactly right. Jazz should trade Gobert for Bull Bull. Stop. Nah, the Bulls are top because of Alex Caruso. Thank you. Headband. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says that is very true. Caruso riding the bench is the best thing that happened to the Chicago Bulls. Facts. (laughs) For real, Jeremy Eric says. Um, Wang's 2002 Ponks. Wait, we're going to talk about the metaverse. You should probably chill with that name. Yeah. Says, uh, what the hell? You're talking about development? Austin Reeves was not developed by the Lakers. He developed by himself and work on his skills and show up when given the opportunity. Now the coach is trusting him. Well, Whatever, I mean, dude. Whatever you want to say. The fact is, is guys who wear jazz uniforms don't develop and guys who wear warrior, Laker, you know, freaking trailblazer uniforms develop anybody see what anthony simmons is doing in portland yeah, yeah. he's developing my okay? god so seriously whatever you want to say whether the kid's doing it in his backyard or at the lakers practice facility he's developing uh jeremy bolton said the only thing i'd say to alex caruso would be what did the five fingers say to your face kapow <laughs> jeremy do you lift yeah! uh, anyway <laughs> Eric C. says, wow, the audio works after a jazz loss. Coincidence? You're casual. Y'all are the best, dude. Uh, Y'all are the best. uh, Eric and Raleigh says, John Cena will respond with, you can't see me. Okay, the truth behind the audio thing the last couple of days has been that the router was too far away. Yeah, we left the router back in Salt Lake, and so the signal was a little weak. It was just a little weak. So now the router is sitting off camera two feet from me. Excuse me. It's the spaceship. Yeah. So BTS, the router's right here. Yeah. But BTS. That's behind the scenes. Oh, but that's cool. Kids. Lingo. Hey, man. BTS. Uh, you know, we're on to Cincinnati. 
Yeah, on to the next thing. Let's go. Utah needs two-way shooting guard. This would be true. Um, Charles Barkley says he is going to retire soon. Will you be happy about that, or do you like Charles Barkley? I don't really care. I think Charles Barkley is a nice addition to that show, but I think that wow. show is Shaq and Kenny, and that's Ernie? the show. Ernie, yeah, sure. Um, but I think the show is uh, – it's the best show. It's the best basketball show around. Like, let's be honest about it. It is the best basketball show around, but I think that – I think that Charles, you know, he come, he's the hot take guy on the show, which I appreciate. Every show needs that. That's why I do that. You know what I mean? That's 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 the deal. But I think that Charles – Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, you know, yes, it's Charles Barkley. He contributes, but am I pissed that he's retiring or not doing TV anymore? No, Dude, I'm not. that show is very good. And I think that show, I, I I just, I think that show, like at the All-Star Draft, that's the essence of that show. Here's La the deal. I'm the best there is. Laughing, joking, having Kevin Durant not draft James That Harden. was so funny. Right? But that's what that show is. Yes. Like, you have all the biggest names in the NBA. I'm dying over here. Are you okay? I was cold. We have all the biggest names in the NBA on that show. Everybody watches it. Like, it's an iconic show. Yeah, dude. I mean, the this drop. Shout the Mobamba. Yeah, is on that is show. Is on that show. And my point is, Charles Barkley has been that show for a lot of years. I think Shaq's been a great addition to it. I don't know who you put in there. If he truly walks away, he Somebody. says he doesn't want to die on TV. Probably D-Wade. D-Wade might do it. I don't know, man. It won't you're be the casual. same without hey, Chuck and Shaq. Can't take the piss out of each other. Bro, the, the 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 year casual drop came from that show. You're casual. Like that's Christian Wood saying you're a casual to Shaq. To Shaq. Jake's hot takes are usually spot on, Eric C says. They're definitely real. Yeah. Is it just me or O'Neal's play play well whenever the Jazz collapse? Gobert scores big when the Jazz lose. Bogey plays passive and the Jazz lose. Dom plays hero ball and the Jazz lose. Well, I just think the Jazz always lose. I mean, <coughs> it ain't you. <coughs> and stuff <laughs> all right Shut up. all right we got to move on let's go all right yeah it is uh we are a mirror we are a mirror are you ready we Dude, rub those I traps you stud. don't hurt your hand i'm rich you know stud. I'm, I'm rock solid over here you know okay now get ready because the throwdown in the showdown in the lowdown oh, town is coming because we're going to uh, talk about the metaverse here in a minute. After you give us a thumbs up, please, if you're watching the yeah, show. Can we talk about shirts Will you quick? hit the like button, please, right now on YouTube? If you're listening on the audio podcast, God bless you. Get to themontyshow.com, M-O-N-T-Y, themontyshow.com. Give us a thumbs up. Eric, don't ask me about buying real estate. I will break something. Wait, are you, are you, dude, do you mean in the metaverse or in the real verse? Shut up. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, you, yes. You're a Buy casual. a damn shirt. There's a okay. you're a casual shirt. Um, $25. All you have to do is DM us. It helps support the show. If you want a, if you want a Monty Show shirt that says you're a casual, hop on it. By the way, the PS5 hasn't been given away yet. Buy no, it hasn't. Improves your chances. Yeah, everybody who buys a shirt, you get five chances to five win the Xbox. Entries. Five to one. Everybody else who doesn't buy a shirt gets one chance. You get five. How do you think Tanner Plummer won the Xbox? He did win the Xbox. True. He bought a shirt. Um, hey guys hey guys eric and raleigh says did you buy a house in la no i'd have I to wish. sell jake's body on the corner every night we should try that 
He's a brilliant guy. I you am. Know. I am. I mean, I, I think I'm very marketable. Trade Rudy for Spencer Dinwiddie. Too late. Um, can we talk about how NFTs are a scam? Okay. Just, let, let's let, just get into it. Just get into it. People want to talk about it. Let's go. Let's do it. Come on. Do you believe in the metaverse? No. Okay. So some asshat paid $466,000 to buy the house next door to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, okay. Casual. Like that's in Compton or that's in LA or wherever his house is, right? Yeah. You can barbecue with Snoop Dogg. Yes, no, you Americans. can't. Yeah, because you paid 466 grand to buy a house next door to Snoop in the metaverse. You bought um, it and, and it's not real, man. Um, the metaverse. Do you know what the metaverse is? It's where you put on the Oculus face fuck covering you know. and you run into walls and stuff and then you pretend that you're neighbors with Snoop Dogg. That's out of the window. For $466,000, um, you too can be neighbors with Snoop Dogg. Um, <laughs> Listen, I understand, and I'm being dead serious, dead serious. Uh-huh. I understand that people need an alternate reality. I understand that life is hard. I understand that that COVID has been devastating. I understand we're probably headed for war with Russia. Totally get it. Inflation, your mom, your wife, the kids, bills, your job. Cocaine and hookers, my friend. I get it. Life is hard. You need an alter ego. And that's why you put on the metaverse face thing and you get into virtual reality for $466,000 and you don't okay, even a hell of a drug. you don't get to meet the guy it's, it's but you do you it's do not, it's not well you get to meet a guy who looks like the guy that's a cartoon character in a headset and then you got to take that shit off and your wife is still heinous and your kids are still screaming and your debt didn't go away even though you have a palatial estate next to Snoop Dogg that's not real but the debt is real too like, fucking bad, man. I don't understand the metaverse. I know what it is. I even kind of understand why people do it. The metaverse is not real. And we can sit here and we can... I, I It's nothing more than a video game. It's nothing more than a video game. And it's the same... Look at this fucking Melania Trump NFT. Melania Trump releases an NFT and people are like, Oh my God! Oh, oh Jay! Oh, Melania Twitter's Trump. Been going crazy. She sold her NFT for $270,000. She's, I mean, Melania Trump. She's American royalty. Oh, she bought her own NFT for two hundred seventy. <laughs> what? <laughs> she sold her NFT to herself? What? This is fucking America. <laughs> Melania Trump releases an NFT, a non-fungible token. Token. Which, which means she can't touch it or scruff it and make it wet like you can't do any of that mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it's it's an nft mm -hmm. okay he's not gonna play the drop anyway it's an nft and just kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet and so it's not real so nobody bought it and so she paid 270 grand to make it look like somebody paid 270 grand for her nft do you know what that's like these days Somebody help me with this, man. Like, I cannot be the only Claude that isn't like, oh, well, I got to have Bitcoins. So let me stack them up in cool little shapes and sizes like a pyramid on the dresser. Oh, wait, you can't do that either because you lost your, your Bitcoin key and now you're gone forever. It's not fucking real. Which is what happened to me, you know, like.
It's not real. Okay. All of these, all, and listen, I'm a big fan of blockchain. The technology is amazing. Um, I think it is, I think it is terrible that um, you're in a situation where NFTs and blockchain are tied together mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But I'm just telling you now that if you're into Bitcoin and you're in NFTs and you're in all, I just, I think you're throwing your money away. Well, here's the thing. It's a gamble right now. The truth of the matter is, is it's a gamble right now. The people who are getting into this stuff are gambling that at some point there will be a why or like demand for the metaverse and NFTs and, and crypto, you know, because if you think about it, crypto hasn't really been legitimized yet because there's not a need for the average Joe. And that's what I think. That's why I think the metaverse is being pushed so hard right now. Hey, let's create this. Let's create this. Let's create this. It's yes. just like anything else, right? The reason that people do so well financially in our country is because they understand like real estate as an example. I can buy this physical home. I can flip the home and sell it to somebody else who wants that home. And right now, because we don't have that in the metaverse yet, people are like, oh, well, crypto and, 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 and NFTs don't matter yet. But what I'm telling you is the only risk is what are you going to feel like when the metaverse gets built? Because it is going to get built. There's no question about that. Microsoft is involved. Everybody's involved. They're building it. What are you going to feel like? when you don't have crypto and NFTs and then everyone's about it? Will it be a situation where that's something we have to do or is it going to be optional? I don't know. When does it ever, and this is what I said about Farmville. Okay. This is Farmville what I'm saying is about is Wordle totally right now. Dude. But it, it's not. It's not. The thing is that when you look at, when you look at these games or these alternate realities, until it's essential, it's worthless. And this is the Bitcoin issue. These guys that are getting paid in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. you're losing money. Oh, Dell Beckham. You're losing money. You're giving money away. I look at Drake. He bet a million dollars in Bitcoin on the Super Bowl and won. But what did you really win? Now, right now today, you can cash Bitcoin out, and if it's worth more than you paid for it, okay, cool. But what are you real what are you really doing with Bitcoin right now? You're holding it. You're waiting. So right now today, you're right. It's not worth anything tangibly right it's why not, does it go up or why does it go down right there's not a there's not a rhyme or reason but that's my point we're saying the same thing here what my point just is is it's right now it's a gamble and the people trying to sell you that it's an educated investment are completely full of shit it's not an educated it's not. investment it's not what it is is it is a sales opportunity for a lot of people so if you're holding crypto right now, great. I'm not saying you should sell your crypto or whatever. But what I am saying is until it's legitimized, until there's a why, until there's a, hey, this is what we're really looking at, it's not going to be anything. That's well, I agree with I agree with Giggity. For $466,000, I'd rather buy a ton of weed and get high with Snoop. <laughs> totally agree. Apparently, our audio went out and it is now back. I don't know what to tell you, bro. We have amazing internet connection. It's right got, maybe here, it's like, the camera. I have no idea. We did bring an alternate camera. Did we? Didn't I, we? I thought we did. I don't know. Maybe we did. Nah, we did. It's in the box. You know. Anyway, Whatever, I'm not doing dude. NFTs. I'm not doing. 
I just, if somebody wants to educate me on this, I'm all, I'm all for it. Is there anybody here that owns a significant investment in Bitcoin? Because I'd love to hear about that and in your, in your why for that. Because I, I, I'm really trying to embrace this. I, I, and I, I'm serious. I am really trying to embrace the, this. I, the only, I've tried to wrap my head around NFTs. And the only thing that I can really, like, that makes sense to me in my head about it is that NFTs will gain substantial traction once the metaverse is, like, built and, like, set up. Because then you can buy that that picture of the monkey that we've all seen going around yes. or this, whatever the item is, and you can put it in your house in the metaverse. And then when you have your house party in the metaverse, you have all this cool stuff on the wall. You know, you, does that, you see what I'm saying? And that's, that's when I think NFTs will take off. That's why I think like right now, NFTs, the, the momentum with NFTs is just that you're in the cool kids club. If you know how to make money on NFTs. Yeah. Brylark says, waiting for the day you guys can hire a producer so you have someone to fire for audio problems. Well, wow. <laughs> the issue is, okay, so everybody's asking about audio. Our, our setup, we use a, a, a device called a Mevo camera. And it is by far the number one streaming camera in the world. The issue is it's just not that, right? For us, it has not been reliable. Yeah. Our old Mevo camera, the first gen, phenomenal. never had problems. Never had problems. But then Mevo, what they did was they made the old camera and the old software obsolete, and they sent us a new camera and new software. And literally just this morning, they put out a software update for streaming reliability. So yeah. it's been, trust us, we're not cheaping on this stuff. I mean, this is probably, is I mean, we have, we have spent a ton of money on it to try to get it as reliable as possible. And nine days out of 10, it is reliable for like 95% of the time. Yesterday yes. was kind of a fluke, but that was that was our fault, not Mevo's. The, the router literally was just too far away. Yes. We tried to make it work. Today, the router is right here. And, you know, so my point is we're just we're doing everything that we can possibly do for reliability. That's that's my point. Ooh, I like Greg Hawkins here. Greg, good to see you, buddy. Art is money laundering scheme anyways. It Makes is. sense to digitize it. Totally agree. It is. Yeah, it is. Totally agree. Yeah. Jeff Johnson says, I bought a little Bitcoin last year when it was low, then sold it at the end of the year and made enough money to pay for my anniversary trip. Pretty sweet deal. No, many people I know are getting out of Bitcoin. NFT is only as good as the as monopoly money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so so that's my thing. You know, NFTs and the metaverse seem seem like guys like very, Gary Vaynerchuk and the folks in that realm are saying that NFTs are like the internet 30 years ago. You know, NFTs are like, the next thing that's coming. And what I'm telling you is it's not about the NFTs. The NFTs are going to be there whether the metaverse gets done or not. But the problem is is it, it, they won't take off until the metaverse is legit. That's what I'm saying. And I yeah. don't think we're going to see anything on the metaverse for a long time, a decade. Like, I think it's going to take a long time for that thing to do anything. Yeah, I would agree. And I just don't, I don't see how you... I really don't see how it ever comes forward. This is what I said about Bitcoin. It, we're, as human beings, we want to put it in our hand. Yeah. Right? Like, we want to be able to hold it and spend it and trade it. And, and that's what I mean when I say legitimize it. Like, like it's got to be something that we can experience. And yes. that's the other problem, see, and, and this is kind of your problem with it, and I don't disagree with this. The, the problem with the metaverse is the fact that it is all digital. So immediately, with it being all digital— you're you're cutting off what half the people that would even be interested in this i mean think of the concept you have to be 
First of all, you have to have a VR, uh, a VR like an Oculus or something, yep. to access it, number one. So this is already an elitist concept. And right? by the way, we're all relying on Facebook for this. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. I'll, I, I'll be dead before I'll be able to enjoy my fake house I, I bought for half a million dollars, Brylar. Yeah. So it's true. You know, and, and he also says crypto is the same as gambling on stocks and NFTs are the new money laundering. Yes. Don't Agreed. disagree with it. Agreed. Josh Lovering, good morning, coach, uh, says NFTs and metaverse are similar to when I had a Tamaguchi in fifth grade. Tamagotchi? Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. All right. Real quick before we got to get out of here. Um, work from home stuff. How many people are working from home? Yeah. Because I got to tell you, part of this audio thing and our setup here is our rig is fully mobile. Um. <laughs> but I'll tell you, working, we're, we're at our family's house in Southern California. Working remotely, I have gotten spoiled in Salt Lake because I've heavily invested in like a really comfortable chair, you know, uh, a, a really a, a, like a, a desk, a desk um, you know, that goes up and down so I can stand, I can sit, I can do whatever I want. Um, you know, like I, it's all that stuff. And I wonder how many people actually invest heavily in their home office setup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you work from home full time like we do, I, I, investing in the setup is worth it. And uh, most companies nowadays will uh, give you a stipend for it. Like, you know, Yelp gives us, I think it's like 400 bucks or something like that. Now, not, you know, for some people, that's not a lot. For a lot of people, that is a lot. You know, it depends how you use it. But I fully am on board with you got to have a desk that can stand or sit. You have to be able to stand while you work. You need to have a really high-end monitor that that puts out the correct kind of light to your eye. Because yes. if you have a low-end monitor, it's going to stress your eye out, which is going to give you headaches. So you need a nice monitor. Uh, having a laptop stand, uh, a stand that basically just raises your laptop, so it's instead of sitting on the table, it's like sitting up here. Oh, I think you, I think the the, the computer stand is it's absolutely huge, you have to have it. Game changer. Multiple monitors have to have it. The dock you use to, or the um, the dongle, dongle you use to plug all your cable into to connect the computer to the screen and everything, vital, really important. So like that, and then I think the mouse. I think the mouse is a low key thing that nobody ever talks about. Yeah, having a good mouse is a game changer. It really makes a difference comfort wise. So so yeah, we were just thinking about like work from home essentials. Like those would be would be the things for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right, we should go. Okay. Because our stupid camera is struggling to connect. All right. Okay. Um, okay. We will uh, we'll have much more, um, much more. F we'll try to fix it. If you're dealing with an audio thing, I, I appreciate you being here. We're going to work on it again. I think we got to swap the camera out because that's where I'm at on it. Uh, much more on the, uh, much more on the jazz tomorrow. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm going to save it. Good luck if you're getting in on the okay. Jordan Reserve today in the sneakers app. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.